into the business of making your afternoon. Uh-huh. 947 Drive with Tando. Came across um, a TikTok from at Dr. underscore Letu Wenama. She had this to say. I learned about an interesting word this week and it's called accent privilege, right? So accent privilege is when people who speak in an accent that is more English and in a room of people, they're perceived as being more knowledgeable, more educated, more sophisticated, and that results in better prospects for them simply because of the way they speak and how they sound and how that's received and perceived, right? Whereas someone who has an accent, which we know sometimes we've colloquially called it a black scent, um, is not taken as seriously and we don't think that they're smart, you know, which is completely wrong, by the way, but it's actually a Thing that this, goes on. This TikTok took me to a very dark place. Um, I used to go to Alpha Primary School, mm-hmm. which is in Lens, and it's a predominantly Indian school. What age was this? This was from like grade one to grade four. Okay, so a big chunk of your early schooling. Yeah, so most of my primary school. And we had to do English orals. And obviously, you sort of start to speak how the people around you speak. Yes. So I walked in front of the class in my English oral and I said, my name is Tando Tabete. <laughs> oh no. I never heard the end of it. Like every time I'd walk into a room, people were like, my name is Tando Tabete. <laughs> it was a recurring joke. But then I moved to Mondo Primary, which then was predominantly white. And in the way in which I am used to speaking from the school I come from, I mean, simple things like a teacher we used to call at, at Alpha Primary, we used to call them Madam Rashida. Yes. Okay. Whereas in, in Mondo, it's like Miss Papa Georgia. So I would say to like the teacher, I'd be like, sorry, madam. And then the whole class like bursts out. Shame. And let's face it, it's hard enough when you're going to a new school as a youngster. And now like you must find new ways of speaking. There's certain ways in which you pronounce words. I come across as maybe more dumb to the other Mm. kids because like this this stupid child, where does she come from? Who calls anyone madam? Well, they must have also looked at me like, where does this accent come from? We've met her mother. She doesn't speak like this. And I think most of us are guilty of it, right? We, We prejudge people based on what... They sound like mm. if they don't speak the English that you think sounds the way English is supposed to sound or pronounce words. Like if they say, I am going. Remember, that used to be a thing. If like people, if you can hear people's G's when they speak, we think. Well, it wasn't silent at the end. Yeah. So I am going to town. You imagine. Thinking. Yeah. So what they call a black sense, mm-hmm. right? And we see it like if a guy back in the day would like mac on me and he's like, like his, his English accent is not like what we think sounds smart, then you sort of push them away. Yeah. We also do that with politicians, you know, because they also don't have, for instance, they'll say debt instead of debt. Yes. And there's a lot of terms that they use which we regularly wouldn't use and we then naturally assume that they're either dumb because they also don't have that clean, so-called clean accent. However, with that, when I was in varsity, um, a lot of, like when you became SRC president, which was then affiliated Mm. with a political party, Mm. I had friends who in earlier years would speak like what they call so-called clean English mm. and as soon as they become SRC and represent this political party no, you get politician switch, English and then there's a black sense yes, that's, yes. That, but I'm like dude you haven't been speaking like that and I've known you for like three years mm. all of a sudden it's different look politicians seem to be I mean, they seem to be the worst at this because they change their accent depending on who they're talking to. I think most people do. 
I, let's be honest Like it, it's the same as our behaviours we, we say we're consistent as human beings But if you think about it How you act when you're with your girlfriend For example Or with your family And how you act at work True Is not necessarily always yes. the same We assimilate You're yeah. absolutely right But I mean sometimes you get judged for it So say for example You do speak in a certain accent I mean let's take the opposite If you went to like a very polished school And then you join real life where there's people from all walks of life and your English is too polished, you also get judged. Yeah. My issue was, so my mom was an English teacher, so she was pedantic about pronunciation when I was growing up. So people think I fell off the ship from the UK yesterday. Yeah, everyone thinks you're British. <laughs> everyone says, oh, sorry, are you, are you British? No, I've never been in my life outside of the country up until like this year. Let's talk about accents and how they've affected relationships around you, whether it's your prospects of getting a job, whether it's the kind of people you end up dating. Uh, maybe it's first time interactions. Maybe people judge you by mm. how you first say hello on 11 with We're speaking so-called accent privilege, which is, a, I think it's a great term. It is when you're on the other side of it. In high school, I was teased for apparently speaking like a Caucasian. So the black kids and the colored kids of my class would actually tease me and call me coconut because apparently I spoke like too much of a Caucasian person. But you guys all went to the same school. Correct. I didn't understand. So how, I don't know. This is of course assuming that people who then go to the same school sort of speak mm. similarly. Well, you would expect that, right? But see, you were laughed at because you put on a coloured accent. So no, I, it was actually Indian. <laughs> was that Mind what you, it was? It was actually Indian. So it's different. So for me, I, I sort of put on the accents at school ah. because the kids around me were all Indian kids and I thought this is the way I need to sound in order to sound smart or to sound great. What was interesting with me is that's how I spoke my, my I want to say my whole life but from the time I was in primary all the way to high school so I wasn't putting anything yes. on but I was teased for being myself. Where, where do you think it came from? I mean is it how your parents spoke? No, my parents don't speak like that. <laughs> so, is this from TV? Is this no one's no, parents speak I went, like that? I went to a predominantly white school. There were like maybe two of us in in high school. Yes, we're black. So then I'm correct in saying most of the kids in your school did speak like that, correct? Which is similar to what I'm saying in that I would put on my accent because most of the kids would speak that way. You know, like yeah. I didn't get it from anywhere else. I didn't get it at home. Yes. <laughs> Did your mom ever look at you and go? I didn't speak like that in front of my mother. My oh, mother you just switched it up. At sc- you just switched it up at school. Look, I mean, for the most part, I just remember that English oral because I was, I never heard the end of it. Like I never ever heard the end of it, and and the fact that I spoke the way I, I spoke, I try to stay away from it. Can now. you do it again, please? No, not doing it. <laughs> Caitlin and Benoni, good evening. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? All right, thank you. Talk to us about your accent. So, yeah, I have what I call three different accents. So, just like your previous caller. So, I've been I've been teased for being a coconut and still till today because I prom- predominantly went to what we call a white school as well. But I obviously grew up in a very Indian home. Mm. And I had a lot of mixed friends. So, I still do it to this day. I can't control it. If I speak to a white person, I put on a white accent. Mm. If I speak to an Indian person or I'm at home, then I have a different accent. To the point that last week, a colleague actually recorded me speaking to an Indian customer 
because she couldn't believe how different that was. <laughs> and she was having such a good laugh about it that she actually was playing this recording over and over, not believing that it was actually me on the recording. So, Caitlin, which accent are we receiving right now? You're still receiving the white accent. Can we hear the Indian one? See you, you see. That's the thing. No, you see, I can't. That's the thing. I can't. Oh. I can't control it. Don't it just comes you. out. So you need an Indian person to speak I to you. An Indian person. Is that Indian person in the boat? <laughs> no. Oh, Chris Beats, where are you when we need you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly it. No, that's exactly it. It's, it's uncontrollable. To yeah. the point of in school, they put somebody like white on the left and, and, and Indian on the right to see if it was something I was doing on purpose. But it's not something I do on purpose. Yeah. Like, literally, I can't control it. I think it, I mean, what Caitlin is saying, it boils down to more than just accents. It mm. even boils down to behavior. Yes. Out of interest, I'd be, I'd be keen to actually see how you take on this. I think... White people do this a lot. When they speak to black people, they often switch up their accents and I've always found it quite offensive. What do you mean? Like, like make it like black. a black sense? Yes. Really? Speak like this. Have you, I mean, have you encountered this before? I have many times. Of, of white people speaking like black Correct. people? Correct. It's actually insulting. Because that was it. I always look at them I'm like, think. you can't do that. Yeah. I guess depending on who they're speaking to, right? And again, they class even, like you class a, a black person. You decide if this person deserves a normal accent or this person. So I have seen it done to somebody else. That I've, never, I've never received it done to me, personally. Mm. You've okay. never done it, Matt. No, well, that's it. Is it something that really irritates me? Yeah. So I wanted to see your views on it. Okay, Tonette and Rambo, good afternoon. Hi, Tando, how are you doing? Fantastic, you're a lecturer. Yes, I am. So I want to say, even though I live in Randburg now, I grew up in Westbury. So I am a colored from Johannesburg. But whenever I lecture, then the students think I'm from Cape Town because they say my accent is so much like the Cape Townian colored. And I always think they think that, you know, I'm not intelligent enough mm. because my accent. Mm. And then afterwards, they're so shocked. And then they said, wow, we only, we really thought you're from Cape Town because of your accent. But I have a very high self-esteem. Yes. And the point that I want to make, you know, I feel you don't have to change your accent to be almost to be accepted and want to impress people. Love that. I love that, Jeanette. I love that, Jeanette. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that bias. Like, I I remember, I mean, I was a child and we should have known better. But we had a, a teacher and she was a science female black teacher mm. and she had a so-called thick black accent and I remember the whole class making fun of her yeah. and the way in which we treated that black science teacher mm. and how we would have maybe treated a white male science teacher is completely different so I, I'm, I'm loving the fact that there's actually now sort of a terminology or a term to describe it and it's called accent privilege Back to the business of making your afternoon. Uh-huh. 947 Drive with Tanya. Speaking uh, accent privilege where it's not what you say, but how you say it that matters. we got some voice notes. I used to judge a colored girl in my high school. And bear in mind, I'm a colored myself. She used to have only white Afrikaans friends. And her accent was like the white Afrikaner. So, yeah... 
so I used to judge her and be like, why, why you don't talk like a color? Well, I'm actually uh, one of the victims of this because uh, I'm Nigerian and whenever I meet people out there, they'll be asking me if I'm from Zimbabwe. So I do ask them, do I talk like someone from Zimbabwe or what? Even when I meet my fellow Nigerians, they don't think I'm a Nigerian. I'm like, oh, well, I lied oh. about being a Nigerian. And they'll be like, okay, can you speak pigeon English to me? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my pigeon English, they work on crutches. You see, this is also, it's a universal problem. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's all around the world. So whether you are Nigerian and you now live in South Africa, the fact that you have a Nigerian accent mm. in some people's minds is problematic. And in this guy's instant, his Nigerian accent is not even Nigerian enough. Mm. <laughs> you can never win, it seems no. like, with this sort of thing. Iana in the Val, good evening. Hi, how are you guys? Fantastic. So, like I mentioned to the guy that I spoke with before, I call it my customer service voice. And when you spoke of the dark place, you took me there with you because they tease me so much about it at work. Uh, the moment I start speaking to a client, my accent automatically changes to what they refer to as my customer service voice. Okay, so this is not your customer service voice. No, can no, you, this is not it. Can, can you pretend we're a customer just for one second? Oh my goodness. So, um, yes, let me think of a scenario. Uh, basically, when I have to explain something about SARS or something like that, then I usually use the terminology, you know, for the uh, provisional tax returns and that type of stuff. And then it changes. So I, it's difficult to improvise it. I, like, I don't even realize it. So it's the tone, isn't it? Yeah, I do feel like, like yes. you can hear the difference. Yes. yes. So it's higher pitched in normal conversation and then it's like a drop in tone. Yeah, and quite formal. Yes, quite formal. Okay, Yana, go on with your bad self. Forget the haters. <laughs> Forget the haters. Thank you for the call. Moxie in four ways. Yes, how's it? Fantastic. You think the way you speak is vital to the trajectory of your life. Wow. Yeah, actually, it's crazy. Like, you'll, you'll go for an interview and you walk in there, you sound like Julius Malema and you most likely... <laughs> and I walk in there and I know about 25% of you know what you know and I'll probably get the job over you. So, Moxie, if I may, are you black? 100%. He's a brew. He's from Fourways. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Always in, no ends out, but Moxie, thank you for the call. Speaking of, remember this clip? With that, we are out of here.